When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man interview. Why was it black for so long? Was that the symbiote? <laughs> the symbiote is taking over, everybody. It's okay. It's okay. Nothing makes sense here because this is kind of funny. Sony Spider-Man universe in review, formerly known as the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters, aka the SPUMC. But as of, of August 2021, it is now <laughs> Sony sure Spider-Man universe, aka the SSU, aka no one's gonna fucking call it that. AKA, I was not gonna commission Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy to make a Spider-Man in review version no. of this. So you get the MCU intro. Pretend it's MCM. Marvel Cinematic Multiverse in review. It is what it is. It doesn't matter because what this is is a rewatch of 2018's Venom. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Of course, we also have the big dog, Kevin. Buenos dias, Tim. Hello. Kevin, 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 Kevin. This is Kevin's favorite superhero movie in review. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear Kevin's evolve, ever-evolving thoughts on the, the I, Venom universe. I'm very excited when I, Ghostbusters, I, I, the new one, comes out, and it's just trash, and Greg's sitting there, heartbroken. We get to make fun of him again. You're I'm sure when it comes around to 2016 Ghostbusters for Ghostbusters interview, you won't talk all sorts of needless shit. You're right. Of course, we have the producer slash producer, Dick Scarpino. Wow. You know what I mean, Tim? <laughs> Fantastic improv. Give there, me Nick. the Academy Award, I will. ladies and I gentlemen. Would. Give mm-hmm. me the Academy Award. And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Venom, 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 Venom. What a fucking <laughs> terrible song. It's one of the worst song. songs in the whole world, the whole entire world. Oh, God, I love it. Of course, we are doing this rewatch of Venom to lead into Venom. Let there be carnage later this week. It will be recorded and going live on Friday. So stay tuned. Get hyped for all of that. We do interview twice a week here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny and roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you uh normally we do different franchises two a week uh every week adding to the franchise normally leading into a new release but we're starting a new thing now where we're also going to rewatch the movies we've previously done uh for some context going into the new movies we recently did it with iron man 3 leading into shang chi and now we're doing it with this venom leading into venom let there be carnage um if you want to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule and 
the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan have done. Thank you all so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies and Quit, but we'll tell you all about that later because I do not want to hesitate. I do not want to dilly. I do not want to dally any longer. I want to talk about Venom uh, with a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. This was released on October 5th. 2018 uh which means this is my first time on venom in review because <gasps> i was on vacation back then oh. so i missed out I, I didn't get to give all my thoughts there wow um this is also the fourth marvel movie set in san francisco following hulk in 2003 ant-man 1 and 2 and then there was this and now we got shang chi and venom 2 coming up too so san francisco kind of popping off uh it's also the last film to feature a stan lee cameo to be released during his lifetime uh before his death on november 12th 2018 he filmed two more cameos that were released after his death for captain marvel and then avengers endgame to take it all home uh this was directed by robin or ruben fleischer who's best known nick as the director of you got me. I don't know. Zombieland. Zombieland and okay. Zombieland 2 Double Tap. He's also the director of, Greg? Uh, Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Yep, yep. And the upcoming... Oh, and Zombieland. Uncharted. Uncharted is what I was talking oh. about. Oh! Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. It's going to be great then. Yeah. Tom Holland, can you just talk like you got a mouthful of marbles and a, and a mule kicked you? That's what we want right now. That's a, Do the same thing we had in the Venom movie from the one and only Tom Hardy. Uh, the music was by Ludwig Gorenson, who we all should know the name of because he is the fucking man. Name. He is the newest god when it comes to the, the, the composing game. Am I right, Andy? Ludwig? I don't know who that is. I don't know. Oh, you I'm 100% sorry. do. Creed 1 and 2, Mandalorian, Black Panther. Never seen Community, Creed. Uh, produced Childish Gambino's last three albums, winning Grammys left and right for that shit. Yo, he's, he's the next level shit. The Mandalorian. You love the Mandalorian theme song. Oh, the, the, the little synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did the music, there, music for this one. A budget of $116 million and a box office of $856 million. They're going to keep making these things, everybody, uh, whether Kevin wants it or not. Does this movie pass the Bechtel test? A measurement of representation of women in fiction asking whether a work features at least two women who speak to each other about something other than a man. No, it does not. It does not <laughs> even kind of for a second <laughs> try to attempt to pass it. There this are two has... named female characters. I was going to say there's the female doctor and then uh, the and. woman from Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they, well, there's they, three because there's also the homeless lady. Ah, you're right. You're right. And the, yeah. and the, and the, and the, the woman the who runs market. the convenience store, mm-hmm. Mrs. Chen. Mrs. Chen. I also made uh, the movies. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? <laughs> no, no, I why not? I'm trying to go far enough back to the callback to the guy made the two movies, and I can't remember the two fucking Tommy movies from three seconds ago in the goddamn in review. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it does not pass the Bechtel test no. at all. Unfortunate. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. Hmm. What do you think about your rewatch of Venom? This was, I, you know, sometimes you get pleasantly surprised when you rewatch a movie. You think maybe I didn't bring the right energy into the theater. Maybe I missed some of the nuance of the performances of this movie. Maybe I wasn't paying attention close enough. You know, I, I sometimes I look on the Instagram while I'm doing stuff. I look on the news feeds, the Twitters, all that stuff. And this one I had to sit down and write the plot for. So I had to pay a little bit closer attention to. And let me tell you, Tim. This movie was somehow worse than I remember it being. It is, it is, there are not a lot of redeemable qualities in it. Because right when it starts getting okay, we're like, okay, some of the action's pretty cool here. Venom starts talking, and you're like, 
is he drunk? Why is the Venom voice just like a drunk Vegas asshole the entire time? Um, it's it's this this movie is just very poorly. I think it's just very poorly made. Yeah, I, just, I just don't think that like just the very the foundation of this. Like, what are we going for here? I think they looked around the room and there was no one else in the room. They're like, cool, we'll just make this movie as soon as and fast as humanly possible. Yeah, I I, I cannot be less excited for Venom two. But then I'm so I'm so not excited for it that I'm almost like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I coming back around for it? Do I want to see what this train wreck is going to be like? Let's go. Evan Koala, what do you think? Uh, I hate this movie. And rewatching it was so painful. Uh, the the only satisfaction I got out of it was that Paul has never seen it because uh, she missed that uh, movie outing. Yeah. So like and now you're divorced. No, it was one of those things where we sat together and kind of laughed and like would pause and be like, "What? Like, why is the dialogue so bad or the action so stupid looking?" So that was enjoyable until she fell asleep. But um, I had to be like, "Hey, like, just before you fall asleep, I want you to know there's a moment where Venom, like, they're both really down and Venom like is honest <laughs> with Eddie and he's like." <laughs> In my planet, I'm a loser too. And we had a good hard laugh. But at even that. the problem is, Kevin, your performance and delivery right there was more heartfelt than the Venom's. <laughs> I'm a loser too. Oh God. Craig Miller. Yeah, this movie's no good. You know what I mean? I, I think I remember walking out of the theater and doing a an review and just really, really not liking it. I didn't enjoy it last night, but I didn't hate it as much. But because I wasn't doing the plot like Nick's forced to this time, I kind of also it was on my phone a bit more. So I was like, you know what? I don't remember this being as such a train wreck. Now Nick knows my pain and I know his pain. Oh. And then we all know the pain because we watched this movie. It's like. It's there's <clears> like so many things that on the page, I think probably read well, but I just do not like Tom Hardy's performance. No, I do not like I forget. The, what's the who's the woman? Williams. Michelle Williams. Yeah. I don't like her performance. Wait, which which part of her performance? Do you like the part where they started with New York accents and then halfway through they just don't have New York accents anymore? Well, that it's, happens a lot of times when you get a cult, when you get assimilated to a culture like San Francisco. Fair enough. Fair you enough. You just lose it in the middle of a movie. <laughs> uh, you know, like well, six uh, yeah, months like, past, so sometimes the action's all right, you know what I mean? But there's just so it's just it's just a lot of stuff is happening in this movie and not much of it's and just Tom Hardy is not his performance is so bad. Like I just hate his Eddie Brock with a passion. Andy Cortez. I part of me was like, oh, you know what? This movie is so bad because it was made during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. not. It, it wasn't. Was not, no. I uh, it came out way way before quarantine. Way before. Um, and we got linked in a tweet. Um, with a video clip of us at the end of the last time we reviewed this, where we kind of walked away going, you know what? Terrible movie. It didn't hate it though. Not all of us. Not all of and us. I, I regret those words. I regret those words. I'd like to apologize. And in fact, to get more hits on this, make the thumbnail. Andy apologizes for what he said last I'm year sure. or two years yeah. ago, or whatever. Yeah. And there it is. Dummies. Finally, That's what you clicked on. You just got it. You got to do something else. We got your view. Too bad. Get out. <laughs> I yeah. This this movie is fucking atrocious in so many different ways. I I hate Tom Hardy's character. I. Thought that I might get some of that dumb fun this time around, and there was just no dumb fun to be had. I was 
I I laughed a couple times at the absurdity of just what was happening, but there was never a moment of saying, "Wow, this moment is kind of redeemable and neat." Uh, amongst a, a a fucking barrage of just bullshit, this moment is pretty neat. No, it's just like it's all bad all the time, and I fucking have lost hope in our country that uh, there's <gasps> going to be a sequel for it. Lost hope. Yeah, yeah it's not good. Yeah, but this time it has Woody Harrelson for like a lot longer. I was gonna tag Nick in a tweet of just him, his face with the <laughs> that stupid ass wig on. Oh, God, it was bad. We already did like you know wigging out last episode, so we're not gonna do it here. Why not? <laughs> Is it a wig? Oh. I don't know. Oh. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? I just want to point to this scene again because I don't think it quite. I don't think I quite got the nuance of the scene uh, when it first happened when he walks in and Woody Harrelson's character, uh, of course, best known from Cheers. Uh, uh, is is scraping welcome eddie in blood on the bars and you're like this guy's really crazy and he's like listen man i'm gonna drop the serial killer act right now i called you here to tell you one thing all i've ever wanted in life is carnage and then the scene stops but you have to imagine in the narrative of this movie there was a point where eddie goes follow-up question what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What is going on with this whatsoever? But anyway, yeah, he was wearing a wig. It was terrible. Can't you see it? Can't you see it being like he was like, it's the name of the sequel. Like that's what the sequel's gonna be called. Yeah. Because like that's the the way the universe is built, where it's like not. They a bit, thought uh, it was so cool. They thought yeah. it was so. They cool. thought it was gonna be the, the most hype thing. Ever. Wish in the writers' room. Yeah. I would actually <laughs> love to sit with Tom Hardy and be like, like just me and you, Tom. No one's here. Were you trying to get out of the sequel? Is that what you were trying to do here? Like, were you trying I'm to sure act so bad well. in this? Oh, I'm sure he did, but he's probably like, oh, I, yeah. I want, I just want to move. I want to do this quick movie, get a paycheck and get the fuck out of here. And I'm sure there was something in his contract that was like, if you're so bad if, or, or like, maybe he was like contracted for the sequel. And he's like, maybe I'll just be so bad that they won't bring me back. It'll be embarrassing. Cause this is, I his, didn't, re- his, he's all over the place in this movie. He didn't read the fine print and it was like, damn, it says that if I, agreed to jump in a fish tank through in a restaurant that i'd be in the sequel and i did it and i didn't fucking damn read it. the final damn it, it. They got me here they comes me. part two here we'll get to that later two. andy but that was improv he decided he wanted to do that tom hardy wanted to get no. the lobster tank he's not a lobster no. tank. you're like i want to do i want to go in there so then they Isn't had to it? make it they had to make was... a custom lobster tank for him because the lobster tank couldn't fit him <laughs> so they did no tom <laughs> no. was he tom. like was he like binging drugs or something during the filming of this i don't know he was just getting in character, man. He had a symbiote in him. I mean, what you gotta it's, do? but like he's it's, a good should actor. We, should we talk about just the idea behind this movie to begin with? Because to me, the idea behind it is flawed. Like trying to make Van <laughs> a good guy is was just like that was where we went wrong. He's the here. anti-hero, though. He's not the good guy. He's, 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 so I, it's not black and it's not oh, right. white. I'm sorry. He's well, gray. we didn't we didn't get Tim's opinion. Do we? Did we? Sorry, Tim. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think this movie is a travesty. I don't think it's good Very by any means. But I definitely think that it's an entertaining watch, and I think that it is only bad in comparison to MCU movies. And the fact that we have these movies to compare to one for one on what an origin style, uh, origin story, what action scenes, like all that type of stuff, like what that could be and what we expect from these things based on all of that i like tom hardy's performance i like the venom voice i think the sound design in this movie is incredible honestly i think that is really really well done uh i think that they are very inconsistent with a lot of the elements that they they go for specifically the plot i don't think i've ever seen a movie with a plot so simple that 
all is as convoluted as humanly possible for what really boils down to a you go from from point a to point b there's not even other points yet somehow there's uh time jumps and there's like completely <laughs> senseless decisions so it's like you instead of having riot be the the symbiote that came from somewhere else that had to get to them why did wasn't that one just venom to begin with yeah. like it would have just so simplified dumb. the story Way so simpler. much more so there's also, a lot of like b plot c plot stuff that they try to have that really are just other sides to this a plot that are just unnecessary and i think that that's the type of stuff that dilutes this from really kind of like being anything like unique to itself uh and it that is where i think the comparisons to other movies really start to come in where it's like there's a strong sense of a plot b plot c plot in superhero movies that we expect so not getting it here i think is a big disservice to to the, the the film and on top of that i think that this movie has a lot of really cool ideas and they just kind of neuter them going in like the horror stuff works for me seeing tom hardy's performance as a very unwell man with this disease in him and the way they kind of deal with it i think is very interesting the idea of the bad guy kind of finding these homeless people and breeding them into this horrible alien situation is so dark but i just don't think that they go the step further they needed to i think an r rating could have really 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 cemented this into being a good movie if they just went more in that direction instead they kind of flirted with it a lot and we see scenes where we get the setup of venom about to eat somebody but then the camera cuts away from us seeing them eat him and it's like why even you just want to see them wrestle with it after it's go oh gross i ate somebody well, and I'm, I think the biggest problem there is it's just like they, they set up this whole thing with, with Venom and Eddie and the way that they're interacting and like the choices that they set up in this movie that they all chose to because Spider-Man's not in this. So they decided to come at this from an origin standpoint of like a new unique thing. So they're making their own rules. And yet the end of this movie makes no sense of like, why would Venom sacrifice himself for Tom Hardy? Why Who's did up? he not fully die? You know, it's like, what, why, why did he just come back at the end? It's go, well, I guess if a bit survives, it's like, well, then why did they have like the weird sacrifice scene two seconds before we hear him like come back and be like, oh, I'm here, you know? So I'm, I'm at the point when it comes to story beats where I hate so much of the rest of the movie that I don't expect the movie to have any logical story beats. Like I, uh, Earlier, Kevin asking if Tom Hardy was on a drunk was on a drug binge while performing Tom Hardy. I Tim liked Tom Hardy's performance. I think Tim might be on the drug binge, but I think we need to have I a. Think we need to test. Him. I think we all need to get together. Get out your pH about balance this. strip and let's stick it on Tim's forehead. Because he's <laughs> no, I mean, because here's the thing: when it comes to to defend myself, I feel like Venom has never really been much deeper of a character than this. Like I've he's always a in a cool suit. A cool uh, design. It's a cool suit, but at the end of the day, Venom was always a loser. He was always kind of like in this weird oh, fucking I mean, comedic bad element. Yeah. And it's like we he had this cool 90s side to him, but it's like it was more often than not that he was a joke character and it was not serious. And like it worked best when he was scary and like when he was like fucking up and kind of uh just messing up the, the human beings that they were uh but, linking to. Like, and I feel like Eddie Brock in the beginning of this movie kind of really was not crazy and on drugs until Venom got into him. And then it kind of was poisoning him as it, as it went on. So it's like, I, I think I they mean, did a good job with that stuff. And I think that I, that with Anne and Dan, the other characters, I like that they subverted expectations for the most part towards the end, when she gets the Venom suit, it kind of ruins a lot of that. But I like that Dan wasn't this asshole bad guy that we're rooting against when with the new being the new boyfriend, it was kind of like, they set it up where he was looking out for Eddie and trying to help him. And, it does set up one other lean, lingering plot thread of like, so wait, is Venom still killing Eddie still? Because he was killing him. 
The doctor yeah, said, like, this is you feed him or whatever. He yeah, when they feed him, he, he's no longer. Gotcha. That was so the missing yeah, part. He, just <laughs> he, he was doing it on okay. purpose. He was eating at a, you know what I mean? But it's because he wasn't getting fed or whatever. Kevin Coelho from kindoffunny.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, just where where do we get that that Venom is a loser? Was it just the other Spider Man movie in comics? comics? Yeah, hmm. okay. I mean literally. I, any I don't remember that. Show. I'm with Kevin as I don't remember that. I always remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember Venom mainly from the McFarlane run where he was yeah. fucking hulking and terrifying and horrible. I, yeah, it was so either hulking, terrifying, or it was like super comedic. I mean, there's lines from this movie that are straight up like the uh, the pancreas and the liver and the whatever. Like that's straight out of the comics, and it's goofy. Like yeah, it was but like even it, I feel like in the comics, goofy. it wasn't presented that way. Like, it, was. it wasn't meant to be goofy, right? It was. Um, I would love it if I'm they. If, I would love it if we asked the the filmmakers like, "What were your influences?" And they're like, "Yeah, we made him goofy because of like Topher Grace. That guy's just a fucking goofball." <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's you that's seen that '70s show? Classic. <laughs> okay, also, see, I, I so go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I was just gonna say, Tom Hardy. I feel like is like he he becomes like an alcoholic after the six month. Like he's not in a good place and kind of like stumbling idiot right after he gets fired, or I guess the time jump happens, right? So well, I mean, he's I just down on his luck. I don't think he's an alcoholic. I think he's just like I don't. I mean, have he's at a bar, career like prospects. Two o'clock. It's because he doesn't have a job. He's trying to look for. I, I don't think. I, I don't think he was. I mean, he was spiraling. I don't think he was completely out of control. And I don't think at any point he ever comes close to like being. Like I don't know. I have. I think, s- I think that. I think the parasite eating him was what was causing him to act a little bit delusional and crazy. I don't think that was like any psychosis or anything like that. Andy from kind of funny. I have yeah, so. Oh. I have so many issues where. Before he even gets this symbiote inside of him, before Venom even takes charge, I had, much like Greg, looked down at my phone, checked Twitter for a couple of secs, and I'm looking back up, and the way he's acting in the in the convenience store, the way he's talking to homegirl from Parks and Rec, I forget her name. Um, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Yeah. When he's talking to her, part of me was like, Damn, did I miss the part where he became Venom? Because he's acting fucking weird as shit right now. <laughs> like, I thought he was already Venom that whole time. And I was like, oh, he doesn't even have the symbiote in him. This is just like Tom Hardy doing a really bad performance and like overdoing everything. And also, how the fuck do you go from being this investigative journalist with the cr- most crazy motion graphics of all time? This dude, you lose your job. You're you're not going to be fucking looking for a janitorial service. Yeah, remember like, he, signed, he circles the waiter job or whatever. Like, come dude. the fuck on, dude. Like you're like in part that's of this true. big corporation. That's true. That's true. Making my point right here. <laughs> that's it. I was just, I was just so annoyed by that. Like the fact that he's like he loses this job where it's the fucking the what's the what's his show called the Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock report. report the Eddie Brock report like. He, it looks so professional. It looks like he'd be so sought after if he were to ever lose a job anywhere. And then suddenly he's looking on Craigslist for whatever. Oh, that's like, what's so on. weird about it is like so he, stupid. as a character, is just not very likable to begin with, to your point. And I think that he starts off and you're like, okay, this guy's like an investigative journalist, right? And we see this montage of him breaking all these cases open where it's like, this is why bodies are buried in landfill. Yeah. Like, this is what's <laughs> happening over here. Like, oh, this guy actually probably knows kind of what he's doing and then the first time we see him in action he just randomly torpedoes his own career knowing fully well what's going to happen if he does this interview the way he does it his boss is like don't do that and then his boss is like hey who's your source and he goes i I don't have a source but that's not true he does have a source he hacked hacked his (laughs) his fiance's email which is not and she got caught for that too and she got fired for that yeah and so 
he starts i think the character arc for eddie is just a little bit off because he's supposed to start of like i guess he's supposed to be dishonest even though everything up until that point shouts out that this guy is literally like a boots on the ground grassroots honest to god journalist and he's a good reporter yeah yeah, he's a good he's a good reporter which means he has ethics and then he just does this totally unethical thing where he decides to open up his his girl his uh, fiance's computer and email yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense um to me i mean just going back to like the actual idea of venom to begin with i just find it so much more fascinating that venom is this sort of like this this pipeline for people's like evil to come out of themselves and i know that's not what they were going for with this what they were going for they were trying to make him the anti-hero they were trying to make him this thing but i just find it so much more fascinating that that venom is like is that dark part of yourself that wants to tap into your inner power and he helps you do that and then by doing that the parasite has a dual meaning right where it's like yeah he's a symbiote and he's a part of you but he's also eating that last little bit of good in you like that and that's what i always found that was so fascinating when he combined with like in the in the cartoons or in the movies even where he combines with spider-man and all of a sudden spider-man's op but then he starts doing things that, that are just totally out of character for him and we don't get any of that really in this this is not that venom and it's unfortunate because i just find i think that plot line and that though that is just a lot more fascinating it- to watch I agree with you 100%. And I think that's the problem with this movie and them being so dead set on doing this movie and doing it the way they did it is that, yeah, when you can't tie Eddie Brock to Peter Parker and you can't tie Venom to Spider-Man, then you get this weird thing where it is. I never know in this movie how I'm supposed to feel about Eddie Brock because even though he's supposed to be like, well, I don't like him, but then he's supposed to be, he's, he is like, it's like you're back and forth on everything in this thing where it's just like, okay, like what? Why would I understand Venom's a cool suit and a cool thing and this cool power set or whatever, but I don't feel the desire that I'm in there with him. And yeah, Kevin, I sent you the thing Tim was talking about. Tim, I still argue. I don't know what you're talking about. Venom was supposed to be funny in the comics. This is a scary scene of him punching it. Kevin, if you can throw it up. Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks. I mean, he's coming to attack Spider-Man, Tim. He's not there and he's punching him. He's doing it. Spidey sense ain't working. But then he did a little fart joke at the end. You can't say it as an next frame. <laughs> Coming a little goofy out of his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greg. To your point, this is this is like when they take Joey out of Friends and try to spin off Joey and give him his own show. You know, you take right. Joey away from Ross and Rachel and Monica and Chandler, and I'm reading Wikipedia to get all these white people's names because I kind of I don't know anything about Friends. But you try we to get make it jo- all right. Try to give Joey his own show. It just ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. never watched Friends? Nah, never cared for it. No. I was George Lopez show. <laughs> <laughs> it's I time for know. the plot. Time for the plot. Nick is going to tell us the plot. That's a new spider. That's a Spider-Man thing. That was really cool. You just came up with that yourself? Yeah. That was super great. Yeah, Thank you should you. you should work in that industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Venom, Kevin's favorite movie in association with Marvel. Well, yeah. they could have made that a little bit bigger. They're like in association with Marvel. We we not Marvel. They just they know we're doing this and they can't stop us. <laughs> Marvel's aware. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Feige's just got a loaded gun. He's like, one day I'm gonna put a bullet through Sony's face. <laughs> the final frontier. The LF1 heads back uh, to Earth with the specimens, and uh oh, something goes wrong, and the LF1 crashes in the forest of East Malaysia, which looks a lot like the forest of Northern California. Maybe we just kind of, maybe we just kind of. <laughs> 
Shot all those in the in your woods. We don't know. Shots it. Yeah. <laughs> the cleared up team, of course, reaches the crash sites and recovers three of the four specimens, one of which has gone rogue. Uh, Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slate watch on the monitors as they trigger, uh, they triage astronaut Jameson, which is a little reference to uh, J. Jonah Jameson's kid here, I imagine, right, Tim? Mm-hmm. 100% yeah. he's credited. Got it. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's got the symbiote in him. Uh, uh, let's see. He comes but to life they, on the ambulance. They kill him he, off, right? Like, this is them killing him, right? Because well, when Riot gets out of people, he kills them. Is that what it is? I, I mean, that's, I feel like everyone that we saw, he left dead. Yeah, possibly. I mean, because Venom can transfer between people and, yeah, without and any leave issue. them alive. Yeah, so presumably maybe he was alive. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He could because be he comes alive, alive and eats. He eats the uh, ambulance driver and then transfers over to the EMT, and then the EMT uh, limps off down the road uh, with a patch in her hand. Just so many, tra- so many transferings of people to people, and it's just it. like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like the, it all just kind of leads to the transferring to get to action scenes. And why does this movie insist on having every single action scene with these symbiotes that are dark, all in darkness? Like, there's not a single scene where you can actually see what's going on, including the one coming up here where, like, they have the little attack in the village. It's really well, it's, bad. It's interesting, too, because when we got to the end, I totally forgot the end of this movie. I was like, I know that resume, like, that the, the, the Drake character gets um, one of them. I didn't know which one it was. And then you're watching them fight, and you're like, you could have just... You could have made him a little bluer. You could have made one bluer <laughs> and one more red because it's impossible to see what's going on in between the two. That will be a problem in the next movie, Nick. Don't worry. Oh, good. Thank God. The, the good thing about one. the good thing about Riot leaving the bodies, though, like again, Riot will leave your body, you're dead, but your bone, you're healed. Your bones are your body is healed. You know, it's true because that I lady mean, had her shin sticking out of her fucking leg. Riot leaves her body. Sure, you're dead, but a little bit more presentable you in the casket. Great looking corpse. Great point. Great point. <laughs> Uh, we get the Venom title screen here, and then we head over to San Francisco, California, where Eddie Brock is sleeping the morning away, and Annie wakes him up uh, for his meeting. She's a lawyer for the Life Foundation, uh, and then she's working on that somehow. Eddie Brock runs a vlog called the Eddie Brock Report. He Man, I, to- can't, I, cannot think of, I cannot think of two actors that just seem so not great on camera together like eddie brock and what's her face like the the there's no chemistry it just feels no so this is not supposed to be on camera well, I <laughs> yet you're letting it be there Andy, <laughs> we're too I far think... gone we know they don't have chemistry but we gotta let it go <laughs> uh, what i what i read was the director cast them and they didn't have chemistry at first and then he says which one of you can do a daniel russo accent better and Michelle Williams was like, can Mr. Miyagi, can you give me the gabagool? <laughs> and Tom Hardy was like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, I'll yeah, take I some of the provolone. <laughs> Their accents in the first 20 minutes of this movie are ridiculous. To yeah. the point where I was like, they must have been short for time. There's no way they got, they were like, let's get one more take on that with just maybe a West Coast accent. Absurd. Terrible. Anyway, I digress. Uh, uh, fact here is, and briefly uses, no, 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 her, she works for a law firm called uh, Michelini and McFarlane. These are the names of the Venom creators, uh, David, Michelini, and Todd McFarlane. Uh, let's see. He heads to MNBN. And even the name of the network, you're like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> finding a way to be pissed off about everything. <laughs> but like even even that network, I'm like, 
those yeah, I was more pissed off that they did the whole like they you know they go establishing shot of San Francisco. Awesome, that's my city, baby. And then it's they then they're in the apartment, and then it was more establishing shot. I'm like, no, I know we're in San Francisco. We I get it. Where's we it? Get don't it. don't show there. me the city again. Although I will say one of the cool things that I do appreciate about this movie is when they cut over to the Life Foundation and they have carved yeah, that building tight. into the side of the uh the other side of the Golden Gate, which is super cool. I'm like, that's they fucking cool. nailed us after this movie. I loved it. I think that they did one of the best jobs with Shang Chi being the only thing that i think outdid it but even just them walking down the street like the graffiti is authentic i said graffiti the music they have playing is like barry as shit super hyphy plays motherfuckers knew what they were doing good for them let's see heads over to mnbn where his boss uh guy he's like i got you an interview with carlton drake and this is supposed to be a fluff piece he's like don't fuck this up and it's like why would you send eddie brock to go and why why this makes no sense. You know who Eddie Brock is. hard-hitting reporter show over here. Not only that, he's course. like, hey, man, when you were homeless, we gave you a home. Don't fuck us. And he's like, bro, don't fuck us. bro, I'm going to fuck you. I don't know. He's like, this guy <laughs> is bad. This guy is bad. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, let's see. Andy reminds him. He is bad, and that's all he is. <laughs> yep. So Eddie nailed it. Uh, Eddie and Annie uh, head to a restaurant on the waterfront, and Eddie tells Annie he's going to do the job tomorrow and Anne reminds him of the daily globe incident which ran him out of new york she's like don't have another one of those incidents he's like i'm not gonna do it uh and let's see uh no i already wrote i already talked enough about the accents past nick we don't have to keep lamenting on these accents i have a lot of (laughs) notes about that in here andy but i'm just coming to be the better it's okay it's okay i'm the better man nick unlike the director who should have told them to stop making these accents uh Eddie reads one of Anne's. Uh, this is later that night. He reads one of Anne's confidential emails about the Life Foundation treatment of three people uh, who died. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to stick it to this Carlton Drake person. So, Greg, he does what any good reporter would do and just ambushes him during an interview that he knows very easily his network's not going to run and will <laughs> result in him getting fired instead of we getting any more corroborating sources. He asked the hard-hitting questions and hung his fiance out to dry in the process. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, understanding that ed- as soon as his editor asked who his sources were, he'd be like, uh, and then he, he doesn't even say, you know, off the record, unnamed. I can't tell you, but trust me, they're worthy. He's just like, uh, I've heard things. Yeah, no shit, you're fired. Oh, shit. Get the fuck out of here. You're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. fired for the right reasons. You're not yeah. even fired for doing the right thing. You're fired just for being a fucking moron. It's like yeah. it's his first week on the job, and the dude's <laughs> never, ever done anything like this. Like, it, it's the type of thing where you go do stuff, and then the boss is, like, sitting there over the side, like, no, 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 hey, hey, Eddie, what are you doing? No, we don't do that. I'm like, oh, sorry, like, sorry, it's first your week, it's okay. Like, no, dude. This is the thing where, like, a world needs to have characters that are believable. This is kind of like what we were saying. Uh, um, I don't think it's aired yet, but the Ghostbusters mayor, the 2016 a thing where it's like you don't believe that the mayor could be mayor you know he's sitting there being making like ridiculous comments that like no normal human being would make let alone a mayor of a city and that's the same thing with eddie where it's like that is not how someone would be a journalist and that he's sitting there throwing away his career and his relationship with zero to back it up, he's not putting this guy in a position where he's going to get him to say something. He's just revealing this, gets booted, and then like has to deal with the consequences. But he I, deals I with them. I, I disagree with you because it's like, it's yeah, he did make a good call, but he made the call, and then he has to face the ramifications of making that call. But I'm saying right, like Kevin, no Kevin's real reporter like- would... Okay. It's not like it's not like he was in dire circumstances and needed the story. His career was going very well. He's like he's doing all these things. He would have known better 
it's, it's just not believable that he would tank his career in that fashion. Like, why? That would be one piece of evidence. You need more corroborating evidence, and then you start forming a story based on this thing. But this Eddie Brock, who we're, we're led to believe, has one of the most important boots-on-the-ground uh, web shows on the fucking planet, all of a sudden just randomly pulls this Bush League web maneuver. Show. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And first off, how'd you get all them good motion graphics? Like, who did that intro for you, for real? Oh, like, you look so... That's, that's Fiverr. Sorry, but like this is this is like a real show on TV. I'm pretty sure, right. Yeah, like that's what I got like the it. sense. Okay. I, I called it. I call yeah, it a vlog right. just because it looks yeah. like he's doing a selfie stick. Yeah, I think you're calling like a web show. I, as I, a got web vibes. Spider- I thought it was a web show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's like I don't think that he's this like renowned on TV like journalist guy. I think that it's more. Like, he might be featured on TV sometimes, but I definitely got to read that he's more of a niche reporter type, and like he's really dedicated and takes the homeless stuff personally. Tim, he I, went up to invested. like the CBS, like or the. CBS building and parked right out front. The security guard was like, "Hey, you're not supposed to." And he's like, "Come on, Rick. I know about he your kid. Clout. He's going to." Uh, she she got to school. She get to school. I mean, yeah, Tim might be right. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm overshadowing or, or, or overestimating how important this guy is or how how well his career is going. But maybe the boss goes, just, "Look, Eddie, you haven't done much in a while. We need a big break in story, man. Like, you're not you." Or, or else I'm gonna have to get let you go, dude. Like we were running out of funding. Like, we need a big story, but you know, like something like that. that you know what I mean? Like that. With that. With that's no, our that's, imagination. That's, that's what I'm suggesting, Kevin. That's what he's <laughs> saying. It would have been better if that had been the case. Oh, yeah. But instead, he would walk in, and his boss has a perfectly good relationship with that. He's like, "Hey, man, I got you this piece. I just want you to go interview this guy. Please don't fuck Let's this get up. Just solid. Just go talk to <laughs> this dude. Just do me a solid. And he's like, "Okay, one. yeah, no problem." And then Eddie decides, and, and I guess that that kind of that kind of speaks to. To just the character in general, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to feel about Eddie in this, right? Because I'm getting mixed signals. He's a good guy, but he does the wrong thing. But then he also doesn't stand up to this bully in the convenience store. And then I'm, I'm, I, I just don't know what his character arc is supposed to be at this point in the story. I don't know what his sort of inner need is. Um, is he is he trying to redeem himself from this New York incident? Because we only get one line of dialogue, a, th- a throwaway yeah. line, where she's like, "You don't want to get run out of New York again." Is is he being is he being literally and metaphorically chased by his past or? What what's going on with Eddie? Because when he starts this story, he's in a pretty good place. He's got a great fiance. They got a nice apartment. They even mm-hmm. have a cat, Mister whatever, Mister Bootsies or whatever. I forget what the no, cat is. Mister Belvedere. It was Mister Belvedere. Mister Belvedere. Yeah. Called. Oh, that's a great name for a cat. And then he just for no reason just decides <laughs> that it's it's like they just needed to have him tank his career to have him go to well, a different emotional place. I, that's the, the thing. Like. You get the feeling that like they were like, okay, he's got to lose everything when he before he meets Venom, and they do this thing where he tanks his career and also yeah. ruins his relationship, and it just again doesn't feel like it makes any sense because it's like, what was his plan with his girlfriend? Just take the information she wasn't going to get caught, or he gets a Pulitzer Prize, right? And it's just like, now you have to marry me because you can't yeah. be a lawyer. You got disbarred. Good for you. Anyway, we've, we, we'll move on. Carlton Drake gives a presentation on space travel, and a little kid asks a question, and then the person running the interview is like, Shh, don't ask any questions because this, this billionaire is speaking right now. And then Carlton's like, no, don't silence her. People are always going to try to silence you, but it's the people that ask questions that get ahead and, and really make changes in life. And then he doesn't answer her question. No. He makes yeah. someone else I answer her it. question. <laughs> She doesn't even ask him. He just leaves. So it's hilarious. Oh, Jesus. Uh, congratulations, kid. You just learned the most important lesson in life, whereas people don't care about you. Uh, he brings up, uh, let's see. Uh, 
talks about the space, talks about Curie. He's like, listen, we've we've done pretty much everything we can do on this planet. Now we need to look to the stars for the cure for everything we want to do. Uh, I built my entire empire. So anyway, he does the interview with Eddie, and Eddie, of course, presses him about this pharmaceutical interests and all the allegations about his in, building his entire empire on a uh, on on dead bodies. Which, of course, he read all this in in one lawsuit. Uh, and the guy's like, we're done, of course. Why would I answer that question? You're an idiot. And then he gets fired. Uh, let's see. He brings Worth up, of it. course, w- instead of instead of trying to sugarcoat it at all, he just straight up brings up the three names that are listed in the brief that was sent to his girl, his fiance, the, the night, night prior, before. The night before. This is like uh, how when you're a kid and like you try to be like sly with something you heard 30 seconds ago. <laughs> or yeah. you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you ask your parents about like, hey, what's what's up with that jar over there? And then that jar is missing the next morning. And they're like, you yeah. just asked about it. Yeah, it's yeah. that's trouble. Before we get back to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. Get it? Because it just th- there's new Halloween Me Undies out, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I'm the king of Halloween, and I love my Me Undies. Of course, they're the only underwear I wear, and I'm always happy throughout the year when I get to my candy corn me undies. I've had those for a long time and I like them quite a bit, but now they got new Halloween prints. You don't have to do that. Me undies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, and that's E-Y-E, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes XS through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider, but make it decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you to get 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning our other sponsor of the day why it's quip ladies and gentlemen when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth with quips smart electric toothbrush good habits can earn great perks like free products gift cards and more the quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the quip app with bluetooth track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits, earn points for daily brushing, and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks. Redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip and its partners. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I use this toothbrush. It's very simple. I have the all-black one. It syncs up with my phone. It tells me how much, and then I get to redeem it all the time for free gift cards. And you know, they, they make you brush a long time to do it, but you do get it in the end, which I appreciate. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash kindoffunny, all one word right now to save $10 on a Quip Smart Electric Toothbrush. That's $10 off a Smart Electric Toothbrush at getquip.com slash kindoffunny g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash kindoffunny Quip, the good habits company. Back of course, to it. immediately the next day, Eddie's boss fires him for basically being a terrible journalist and Annie gives him the ring back for breaking her trust and, and 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 hacking into her email which is super unethical and kind of makes him a bad person so at this point the only person that's really truly done something terrible in this movie eddie <laughs> bro i mean drake you could argue had a couple people we don't we him, haven't but. been confirmed yet. we haven't really seen that we haven't seen yeah. him do any of that no, stuff no, yet no. we've only seen him be like oh my god he went to go you know space travel hey it's all free out there you can do whatever you want no rules in space Pirate it's law. technically maritime law uh which we learned in the martian uh, the other three symbiotes arrive at the Life Foundation, and uh, the uh, as a uh, riot walks through a market in Malaysia like a zombie. Uh, so I like this scene a little bit. He eats a live eel, and then the, the proprietor stands like, "Hey, don't do that. You got to pay for that." And then riot slits its throat, and then kills a bunch of other people, and then walks, and then transfers Wait. to an, a little woman and walks away. 
Did, did we do the six-month jump yet? Not yet. Six months later is right now. Jenny yeah. Slate updates Drake on how the symbiotes need to bond with a viable host in order to survive in an oxygen-rich environment. And, and then he is like, perfect. Because if, this is an important part, then I'll get to Andy. If they can survive here, then we can survive out there. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I don't know if that logic checks out necessarily. The symbiotic relationship. <laughs> I don't know. That's not know how symbiotes work. A equals B and B equals uh. D and B equals C. I think yeah. we're missing a part in there somewhere of like, are you sure that the bodies can survive out there? Greg Miller, kind of funny. There's a reason he's a billionaire and you're here talking about a fucking movie. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> true. Fair enough. Who um, question? I, Andy, I did want to. Yeah, I wanted to point out. I don't know if this has been brought up. I went to the restroom for the last two minutes. So sorry about that. In the cut of the movie that I just watched, I never once heard symbiote. Yeah, it wasn't in I, it. They, they changed it. They got it? rid of that from the trailer, yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't sure what my brain was doing there. I was like, wait, did they not have that in the movie? And I just don't remember because I was very confused, Kevin. Andy, I got really scared and was like, is it just normal to me now? Do I not feel <laughs> yeah. it? Because like, I watched this, like, well, it must have been midnight. With like it was, I have this like thing over my head. I'm iPad over my bed with headphones, right? Yeah. So it's like hanging over me, and I'm like, have I just like integrated <laughs> it into myself? For for me, Kev, I was like, wait, is it really symbiote? And it's symbiote that's weird. <laughs> like yeah. I reversed yeah. it. Like I was I had that same dialogue. <laughs> know how i'm saying it now and i'm nervous now i'm scared <laughs> too now i can't yeah, i don't nervous. know how i'm supposed to say it uh let's see uh drake wants to begin human trials immediately but dr dora scurth is like i don't think that's i don't even think that's anywhere close to possible right now like and this is where we start to come a little bit off the rails for me There's this guy, to come off the rails this guy has just hundreds comical, of people working for a him bad way and he's like let's just Bring in a bunch of people who are lower income, some people living on the streets, and we'll get them to sign these random contracts, and then we'll just kill them if we if we have to, or we'll put their lives at stake. And not one other person on this team, all of whom seem actually kind of well-adjusted. Nobody protests to this. There's Dr. Dora. Then there's Dr. Emerson at the end of this. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And then Riot kills him. It's just so weird that this smart character becomes this comically evil character like like that but it's you know? not because like the answer is it's all bad writing all of this movie is poorly written so the characters are so thin that like what's his thing he's smart and he's evil mm -hmm. so it just we're constantly hit with him being like I i'm gonna find the solution for all things and also let's kill homeless people and it's just like all right well, i guess that works <laughs> Uh, let's see, Eddie uh, drinks his sorrows away in a bar, and then someone's like, hey, you used to be Eddie Brock, right? And he's like, I used to be. Uh, and then he heads home where he buys a free paper from uh, Maria, who is uh, who is homeless, and she is living on the sidewalk, but she's still homeless. But look at Eddie with his heart of gold, still giving her money for it, you know? He gives her 20 bucks for a $5 paper bucks. that should have been free. And of course, you know, he's just giving her. He's I'll give you 20 bucks to not sing. I'll give you 20 bucks. I'm Eddie Brock. I get a point, but I don't well, see him too with Andy. I, I want Andy. <laughs> Let to there be here's, Andy. Here's what I would love to do. I would love to see Venom too, but I would like them to prepare a special audio track so that every time <laughs> Tom Hardy's supposed to speak, Andy just has the script and he has to say the lines out loud for the entire theater. Look, First take only. Look, I, I, I'm I'm saying it right now. So many of these interviews now, looking back, is 
when you're watching a terrible movie with friends, it becomes more fun. And last time we watched Venom, I think it was more fun because I was around you all. Mm -hmm. And this time I was fucking alone in my bedroom watching this and I hated it. And I think a lot of that had to do with it. I was like, it wasn't even dumb fun this time around. I was just kind of like mad at the situation, you know? Did you you, you probably had a similar thing that I did where it's like last night, uh, Jen and I are talking like, all right, we're going to finish Midnight Mass. I'm like, yeah, then you're going to go to bed. I'll go downstairs. I got to prep PS. I love you. I'll start prepping games daily. It's a huge day. And I literally stopped mid sentence. She's like, what? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> She's fuck. like, what? I'm like, I have to watch Venom. <laughs> yeah. That happens sure to me like did. twice a month. <laughs> yeah. Sure uh, uh, anyway, I just want to real quick. I just want to state that I was not in that camp when I came out. I was furious of that movie. You were. You were. Uh, you were furious. In the review, I was like, this movie. is. Yes. But, Kevin, can you show clear. the thing in assets? Uh, God, no, I don't want to. You okay, did not vote it last, Kevin. Just want that huh? to be clear. I did not you what? did not vote Venom last of the Spider-Man movies. That's tough, Kev. That wow. Tough. I mean, Hard I don't remember. Your words. You didn't even, you didn't even vote it second to last. What a Venom fan. What a Venom fan right here. Venom, Venom. <laughs> Look, get distracted by the, the sexiness. Venom, Venom. Yeah, Kevin sent me this image a little while ago on Slack. You are such a liar. Oh, no, I, it made me ass. uncomfortable, but here we go. Female Venom. Look at Peter Parker's face. God. It's, like she, no, it's she Venom. She Venom. Officially. And briefly uses the Venom symbiote, symbiote, symbiote to rescue Eddie. This is an homage to the comics when she briefly wore the symbiote under the name of She-Venom. <laughs> Jesus. Cool. Her who, back who must hurt. This? Jesus Christ. Anne. 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 Uh, anyway, Anne. <laughs> Eddie heads into Mrs. Chen's shop. And she tells him he looks like shit. And then a bad guy comes in and charges Mrs. Chen protection money while Eddie watches next to the breakfast cereal. Mrs. Chen tells him, listen, Eddie, life hurts, Eddie. It just does. And they're like, all right, well, I guess that's the message Damn. of this movie. Eddie <laughs> heads home and sees his dickhead neighbor, or maybe Eddie is the dick. Again, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> Another one of those extremely unbelievable characters, this neighbor. Like yeah. there, there, there's just so many of these smaller outside characters that have no footing in reality, and this dude is one of them. Like just the way he acts, it's just like it's Again, just annoying. Really it's annoying to yeah. see that shit on TV. Mm-hmm. Pure exposition. There's one reason we meet this character, and it's for him to play music loud to see that the sound affects Venom. That's the only reason that character exists. It's interesting because you're like, if it wasn't for that, would we know that the frequency 6,000 hertz is the frequency that can hurt Venom? And the answer, Tim, is... We mentioned it fifteen other times. Fifteen fucking times. Two seasons yeah. with the yeah. MRI. Mm-hmm. We've got mm-hmm. her doing the. We've got we've we, we would have figured it out without seven forty seven buzzing the Trans American period pyramid yeah. for some reason. I don't know. There's a lot of moments where they cram that down your face. Only one moment though where they tell you that fire can also kill him. It's <laughs> just kind of thrown in there too. I thought it was interesting that like uh, what he we when you first meet him he's like hanging out with a, a girl might be his girlfriend might not and he like kisses her or something. And uh, Eddie like goes into his apartment. He's like, "Ugh!" And it's like well, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, well, we, just... well he, Eddie knows the guy's like gonna play his his loud rock music, and Eddie doesn't like that. Eddie I don't like, like rock that, music. Yeah, Eddie doesn't like people that disturb the peace, as we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, he goes in and he waters <laughs> a design plant. And then he looks for a job and no one's hiring. Uh, so he meditates on it, but that's short-lived when his dickhead neighbor decides to practice his rock guitar uh, over at the Life Foundation. <laughs> And, th- and that's the thing. And here's the thing. 
Here's what I'm saying, that my brain was a bit confused at this point in time because I looked at my phone for a second and thought, does he already have the symbiote? Because the music is annoying and he's like, and he's like doing these weird reactions. It's like, oh, the Venom's taken over. No, he doesn't even have it in his body yet. He's just kind of acting. He's angry and he's trying to not punch the wall. We've it's all just, seen that It's so annoying. Yes, I just we, hate, he's We've so hit bad. that point. Where the noise is so loud and we grab our ears and we shake our heads. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> uh, let's see, going back. You know, over the Life Foundation, Drake attempts to bond a symbiote with a tweaker named Isaac. Uh, and then he's like, that's very tweaker. biblical. I mean, the guy's, I, he's, he's too sure, Dick, I just, Isaac, he's like, Isaac is the true hero of that biblical story. Uh, God has abandoned us. He didn't keep his, his end of the bargain. And then the Isaac character is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where are the drugs you promised me? <laughs> and then they open up the canister with one of the symbiotes and it bonds to Isaac. But the bond is short lived and Isaac dies. So they bring in the next volunteer while Dr. Skirth looks on in horror. Uh, Eddie buys another paper, but this time his friend on the street is gone. Uh, he gets the feeling that he's being followed and calls out Dr. Skirth, who tells him she works for the Life Foundation. And Eddie's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I tried my hardest to take this guy down. And by that, I mean I ambushed him in a random interview and lost my entire career. I'm moving on from that. And Dr. Skirth's like, he's killing people. You were right. And, and Eddie's like, oh, 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 and leaves. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he loves those vowels. He loves them, man. Uh, let's see. Lightly I'm done with all <laughs> this saving my fellow man shit, is what he says. Uh, Eddie walks by their old place and sees their old cat, Mr. Belvedere, and then Annie pulls up with Dan, who was in Veep, and seems like kind of a cool guy in this, actually. Dan is coolness. Yeah, I like Dan. Uh, He's got a lot of the vibes of the uh, uh, stepfather in the Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. How we, you know, we don't hate yeah. him. Yeah. What's his name? Bobby... Bobby Coladola, something like that. Bobby yeah. Cannavale. Yeah. Yeah, I like Bobby Cannavale. Gorgonzola, yeah. Bobby Gorgonzola. Baba Gagooch. Yeah, uh, it's like in in this sequence, it, it does remind me a lot of that set that, but a little like, I don't know, your girlfriend, your current girlfriend just went through, a, she went through a tough breakup like six months ago or whatever with this dude who's kind of waiting on your doorsteps like, some sort of vagrant, <laughs> and he doesn't seem like he's all there. And Remember, he just saw Mr. Belvedere. That's why he did I just see Mr. Belvedere. You're right, but it's like I don't. Know, he's like, all right, you, you talk, you 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 all just talk. It's like, dude, this guy doesn't seem like mm-hmm. he, he seems like he has an issue, <laughs> and I mean, he's come think... to solve it with you, sir. And he says he's a fan. Do you think that it's a so little weird. suspicious that Dan got a key? You have to imagine what four months into this relationship because she must have taken two months off. To just Nick, you understand the, that... the clock is ticking. All right, she wasted a lot of she wasted <laughs> okay. a lot of time with Eddie. I mean, you're she not wants wrong. to have people a life around though. that age. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, like, how many people move much faster? Up? I mean, Dan is a doctor, also, so he has a good. He's nice. Again, Eddie sucks. Craddock oath. This yeah. is very much like all those TikToks that's going around. You know what I mean? Where like, Hip you know, he, she's on a date with Dan and she says something like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, that I won't let you read my right. email. And he's like, no, that's totally normal. Why wouldn't that be yeah, normal? I don't, I don't and then she's like, fuck, email. you're right. My last guy was a piece of shit and I was engaged to him. And thank God, those three weeks are done now. And here <laughs> and, I am ready to be with you, Dan. And Move Dan's in and like, meet my cat. Dan's like, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't talk like I'm being shocked constantly. And she's like, you know what? It's kind of nice. It's kind of a nice... <laughs> Nice change of pace. And, th- and this sequence further kind of uh, moves or 
further makes me think that Eddie has a symbiote in him. Just the way he's acting, he's just acting like a weirdo at this point still. Anyway. And he still is symbioteless. Symbiot- and by the way, we're about 30 minutes in this movie, and he has not become Venom yet. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie tells her he misses her, and she's like, you suck. It's over. And she said, Damn. you did this, Eddie. Not Carlton Drake. Not the network. You. Eddie heads to the, Gold- the Golden Gate Bridge and looks out over at the Life Foundation, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to take my life back in my hands. I'm going to do good. I'm going to call Dr. Skirth. So he gives her a call. Uh, she sneaks immediately sneaks Eddie into the Foundation. That night. No planning, by the way. Eddie, no. not a planner. He's a doer. He's a doer. I'd have been like, let's, say, let's, let's, let's talk about this. And maybe, just maybe, instead of, maybe I learned from last time where I just decided to go off half cock and just jump into a situation. Maybe you could just sneak some of this information out, maybe some video footage. We can mm-hmm. leak this to the press and we can stop it that way. But Eddie's like, no, I got to save all these people right now. So we also need a movie. She sneaks him into uh, the Life Foundation building. and uh, Let's see. And then he's like, on the way in, she's like, let me tell you the lowdown. Uh, again, that's something we could have done over coffee, but she's like, the last ship that went out found a comet that contained aliens. And he goes, what? Are you talking about aliens? E.T. phone home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, we don't call them that, though. <laughs> we call them symbiotes. And he's like, yeah, what's wrong? Why? Do you have a symbiote in you already? Why are you yeah. acting so weird? <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> have, you, have you encountered any strange black goo? Drake is trying to put human beings and aliens together so we can live together in space. And Eddie's like, that sounds awesome. We should help this guy. Eddie heads into the lab and takes a, a bunch of pictures, uh, one of which is a dead symbiote. Now, by the way, this is the damning evidence that Eddie's trying to get. And it's just random pictures that look like they could have been staged anywhere. It's None of this really is implicating Drake at all. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I hate the look of this whole place, and it's not just this place. I feel like a lot of the sets in this movie, there's just a sterility to them all, where like everything is glossy, everything's just way too clean, and like it, it just feels weird. Where it kind of like is devoid of like any type of grounding and emotion. I get that it's science labs and shit, but it, it's the most generic science lab possible. So it's kind of like it just doesn't feel like it fits in the the world that they have otherwise, which is a lot darker and grittier. Like the streets are appropriately dark and gritty but all the interiors are just so glossy mm. maybe uh, that's Eddie, maybe they're that's supposed to show like the juxtaposition between his i agree with you about him it does it world. does look very like it looks like a lot it reminds me a lot of the funny enough the science labs from toby no no uh andrew garfield spider-man when 100%. he's talking to yeah it kind of reminds me looks of like it fits rooms. that world a lot yeah maybe uh, it does Maybe. maybe it is. Maybe it's Maybelline. One of the one one of them's dead body takes a picture of another one is the the dead uh, symbiote that happened from earlier. They couldn't keep alive. Uh, and then he finds his friend Maria, and she's like, "Let me out of here!" And she's very erratic, and she's banging on the glass. And you're like, "Wow, I hope she doesn't have one of those incredibly strong, incredibly glass breaking uh, venoms in her, because otherwise she'd be able to just bust right out of this thing, right?" Spoilers, she does, because he opens the door for her, which sounds the alarm, and then she lunges at him like a damn cougar. I hate and oh my venom into his mouth. Nick, I fucking hate him being I'm gonna get you out of here. And him just like with his hand, like if this is the fucking touchpad, him just like I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what do you I don't do? know? What is the plan, Eddie Brock? You're like you don't know what you're hitting. It, it yeah, just looks point, so stupid. At this it point, just... I'm like, maybe Eddie should look for a different career path. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? 
because I just don't think he's I don't think he's a great strategic planner. We'll just put you it that say way. that, but there are a lot of cheap keypads, Kevin. If I'm lying, I'm dying that you could just slam your hand on and they would fail. <laughs> Maybe he thought they cut the corners here on this thing. And luckily <laughs> that, that the it. indestructible glass they have can be destructed by a fire extinguisher. That's true. Uh, let's see. Eddie breaks out. Oh, he gets the new venom, right? Venom. Whatever. venom. Uh, Eddie breaks out in his new superpowers and runs into Muir Woods with guards chasing him and Venom just starts pulling around like a weird ghost puppet and it's completely ridiculous. And then he hides uh, up a tree uh, away from the guards. <laughs> I said we get him out of this. He's scared too. of heights. That's the as, time that's went good. by real fast also because it's suddenly also, it's suddenly dawn. It is morning time. It, it's really funny to think about just for a moment. Those uh, That was the bluffs, right? There are no trees around there. There's no, oh, like, nowhere in that area. Ran. But it's, like, it's, it's, I, but I, again, I know that this doesn't matter for continuity in the movie, whatever. Not, there was a, a, a bunch of trees behind it or something. But like just knowing the setup, like there are no trees for several miles around there, right? I don't know. Like, I, don't I, don't know. know. I don't know. Ah, wow. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he goes home. Uh, he tries to call Dr. Dora, but she's not answering. And he's very misheveled, and we know this because this is the only scene that's shot handheld, and it's very strange. He drinks water and beer, and it makes him sick, and then he eats garbage instead, and he throws that up. And then he looks into the mirror and says, what's wrong with me? And then he starts brushing his teeth, and Venom goes, Eddie. And he's like, knocks oh, himself oh. out cold. And he knocks himself out cold. Sounded, uh, like, uh, <laughs> sounded like Watto calling for Anakin. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Drake gets a report uh, that, that the intruder stole the symbiote, and then another lab tech tells him that one of the other subjects is stabilized, and he says his body just needed time to adjust. Spoilers, it doesn't. He dies. Uh, Eddie looks through the pictures he took from the night before. Dr. Dora is not getting back to him, so he tries to make contact with Annie uh, while the other symbiote makes her way to San Francisco via the women's bathroom of an, an airport. Uh, and, and yeah, I'll tell you what, the scariest thing small child. <laughs> is this little blonde child that looks like children of the corn. And I, I just you love that except for Greg. She gets in, or it, she, Riot gets in this small child, and then the small child travels pretty far. And like, <laughs> when we see her so get out of the cab, it's like, we see that the, she's kind of zombified. Like, what did that conversation look <laughs> like? <laughs> Getting into the Uber oh. or the taxi or whatever it was. Like, I, especially it being a child. <laughs> like, Dude, hands down, the parents were like, this is the best flight we've ever had. She this was filled the work. whole time. Yep. Yep. She keeps talking about eating livers, but like, well, she's figuring <laughs> it out later. Stared at the, the, just stared at this. No, no screen on the, the seat. Just stared at a blank seat <laughs> for nine hours. Uh, Dan, of course, then uh, takes him. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to skip over this scene, of course. Thank you. Uh, Eddie interrupts the lunch between Ann and Dan, and we get the most ridiculous scene ever recorded. In film, really. I put a superhero movie here, but I'm just going to actually open that up to all film history because it ends with Eddie jumping into a lobster tank and biting the head off of a live lobster while swimming in the tank. And one person in the scene walks up to Anne and goes, ma'am, this is completely unacceptable. And Anne's like, I'm going to call the police for real now. Yeah. And Anne's like, you're right. I'm sorry. We got to get you out of this tank, big cat. And it's weird. And it's zany. And you know, it's up. one of those things that only a true actor could nail that. And come up with it off the top of their head for improv. I mean, no, no. They came up with it when they saw the scene or the set. And they're like, you know what? 
<laughs> I need to prepare this. Like that, I want to that wasn't an improv moment. It was no, they had to like, build the tank, you said. They had to, yeah, I, it was a problem. I, so the, the restaurant scene was shot uh once with live lobsters and once with fake lobsters. No shit. The lobster that Tom Hardy bites into was actually candy-coated marshmallow filling with chocolate syrup. Tom Hardy came up with the idea to have Eddie Brock get in the lobster tank when they were rehearsing the scene on location. The tank was not originally built to support the person, so they had the crew make a special one. Uh and Michelle Michelle Williams and actor told the Hollywood reporter that Tom Hardy was a big reason why she decided to sign on for Venom. Quote, he's so talented and so committed. He also makes unusual choices in a moment-to-moment, scene-by-scene kind of way. That is what you you want. That is what you tell PR. How pissed off when you're Michelle Williams being like, all right, let's get this fucking stupid-ass scene over with. No, no, no. I think think this take needs to be larger. I think the take needs to be bigger so I can fit in it. And Michelle Williams like, oh, my God. Everybody, we're pausing this scene for three days. Props, can you make a bigger (laughs) aquarium? Got it. Exactly. Michelle Williams like, fuck, I got to come back here, dude? God damn it, bro. Why? Your spot. There was definitely a point where where the shoe drops and you're like, oh, no. I just figured out what we're making. And then it's just a race to get your scenes done. Yeah. And try to find another project before the movie comes out. (laughs) The thing is, the thing for me with this is, and I'm not saying that it's good, but I just think that this is a perfect example of the expectations thing where it's like, we expect this world to kind of be more lighthearted and funny. So we take this stuff as funny because it feels funny, but it's actually really dark and serious. And I appreciate the way that they have Anne and Dan react to it as if they're taking it seriously, that Tom Hardy's character is fucked up and he needs help and they need to help him. Because what he's doing is not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a dude that needs help and is fucked up. It's just for yeah, us watching as an audience, we're like, this is funny because Tom Hardy's fucking weird and he's like, yeah, in this it doesn't have it. I, I, like, I understand there's a difference between what they're going for and what ends up get, coming through the camera. Absolutely. On the and I want to clear I'm not saying this movie's good. I'm not no, saying that any of these elements no. are good. It's just to defend it from like, just being trashed like i don't think this movie is on the level of a Catwoman, on the level of honestly half the x-men movies on the level of a lot of other relative things to this but yeah i think that when it's you look at close. it for what it is <laughs> it's very close <laughs> i think yeah. it adds up um let's see the ad, dan's like okay we got to take him to the hospital for an mri and of course the mri machine makes venom go bonkers so dan pulls venom. him out uh dr dora gets uh gets got by the live foundation guards they find actually dr over- dora her name's Dora Skirth. I'm calling uh, her Dr. Dora from here on out. Thank you. Because Dora reminds me of Dora the Explorer, and that brings exactly me some level right. of happiness. So when I do the rest of this plot, I need that happiness. Otherwise, I'm just going to... All out, Nick. Dawn I'm, on I me think, that on I'm Thursday. Okay thank you, Andy. Thank yeah. you. Uh, down in the lab, Drake and the lab tech try to figure out why the latest host is dying. The symbiote, of course, is eating it and thriving while the human dies. They're like, maybe we should feed it. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, they also, for some reason, have figured out that certain frequencies really hurt the symbiote. And you're like, cool. Okay, so that's the third time we've, we've had reference to this. Uh, well, not third time, so that's second time. We're going to get 15 more of those references before the end. Uh, they also, for some reason, have a... a let's just see. And then we hear, hungry, and Eddie freaks out on a cable car. And my first thought is, this guy who's been living in San Francisco for a long time is taking the cable car. Nick, that's, you take the, the cable car at least once a week. Don't lie I've to me. I've taken the cable car once in the 15 years I've been Who in visiting? California. Who is visiting? Uh, I think my brother. Yeah, there it is. I think we did it once because or my parents were like, well, I took the cable car. And I was like, I think it goes four blocks. All right. I've fine. never well, taken that's, it. That's because you have a car, Nick. People yeah. take no, the cable cars. People, people do. They know. They know yeah, the cable. It, like, I took yeah. the cable car every day to get to school. Or taxes. Oh, that's what they take. No, like, but like. Human adult males who are working yeah, professionals he, do not take not, the cable car. Nick, he's they not working professionally. Do. You would have taken the bus. But also, Nick, he's not working professionally. They would have taken the bus. 
which is a cheaper option than the cable car. No, but Nick, you know what? Price, the you get the bus pass. Clipper car. Yeah, yeah, yeah once you price. get that, I'll load it up. Yeah. Nick, you know what? There's no way that fucking car would have had missiles in it in, in Goldeneye and Bond, Fuck James hey, Bond. It's first no way. Andy. You're absolutely right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Skyfall. And so don't even get me started on the fact that it came back in the trailers, and I'm already I'm already mounting. Actually, I'm not mounting a defense to that. That makes sense. I can't not wait. The car I was destroyed, and now they're rebuilding it, Tim. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense to rebuild it and put all that cool gadgetry in it. Before, it was just a fucking car he won in Nassau. James Bond review. Q. Q fixed it up. He didn't Returns give it next week. He didn't give it to Q. He stored it. He stored it in a fucking storage <laughs> container somewhere. At what point did Q go in there? Like, wait, was he like, I'm going to do my homie a solid for the next six months and fucking work on this thing in this tiny little storage container? So. He took his little, oh, he's like, this is my own jack. Don't let me forget this, okay? Don't let me forget it. It's my jack. I thought, I thought Nick was going to say... He stored it in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I think that joke. Poor Greg just wants this to end. Oh, I'm, oh, back. I'm having a great uh, time. I, I would like this to end. We all hate it and hate watching alone. <laughs> uh, Ann and Dan call and tell him. He's like, listen, we figured out what's wrong with you. <laughs> you agreed to do this movie. <laughs> you, yeah, well, first off, we all, we all. You have a parasite in you. So the MRI that we figured out, something you have to what they figure out from blood work. How do you feel like they figured out that they has a parasite in him, Kevin? Blood work. It, I, it, no, they 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 don't. They didn't. There was no science involved. The story needed them to know that there was a parasite. Now don't it forget funny for him to say parasite. Exactly because they're mm-hmm. like this is going to be the best joke ever. We're going to end this joke so solid. We oh, might actually end the movie on it. Oh, I, I have a parasite. Okay. Thanks, Mrs. Chen. Uh, let's see. Then his neighbor fires up the old rock guitar, so Eddie bangs on his door for him to stop. And when the guy tells him to go pound sand, Eddie shows him the Venom Spider-Man face, and the guy's like, okay, and then backs down. Dr. Dora comes clean and rats so out bad. Eddie and Drake uh, to Drake, who promptly unleashes the symbiote on her for her efforts. Uh, he kills her. Eddie gets a visit from some of Drake's goons, and uh, Venom steps in because uh, Eddie is making them look bad because he keeps putting his arms up. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting my arms up. He's like, that's dumb. Don't put your arms down. You're making right. us look bad. Let's, for a second, let me, let me ask one question here. Is the Venom symbiote psychic? Does it have super hearing? How did it know that these men were coming? To his super, apartment. Super hearing, I assume. Super but hearing. But like, but that's still like yeah, super that strength. could just be a group of people coming to the neighbor's house, right? Like, how did the Venom symbiote know that these people were coming? Well, with remember the, the Venom because he probably saw some. You maybe saw or heard or knows feels them when they were in the lab because he's seen these people before. Because one of them is Trees, who has been in the lab before, right? Yeah, but that I don't ball, think the ball he can guy see with the weird walls. tattoos on his forehead that looks like hair, no, but I, I think it's I, makeup. Yeah. And I'm like, does that work? Did anyone else notice? Because I might do that one of these days. I think you just <laughs> so it wasn't a wig then. Oh, no. It was definitely like when they tattoo hair, your hairline back in, like Joey Lawrence once did. Look, uh, people tattoo eyebrows on themselves. I think you can tattoo a hairline back in, Nick. I think it's Should I still fine. keep the widow's peak, though, just for, for consistency's sake? Sure. Go, dub- go double deep, you know? Oh, Eddie, just go like Eddie Munster in it. Just come like there right down is, to the middle of my is. eyebrows, Tim. Like it'll go like this. It'll go here and then bat wing. Like bat symbol. I hate me too, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Dr. Dora comes quick. Eddie gets a visit. And this scene's weird as shit. But I will say, I do like this, how this plays out. I like the action. I like how Venom like beats the shit out of these guys. I find that kind of creative. Uh, outstanding. Now, let's bite all their heads off and pile their bodies in the corner. Why, Why would, would we, do, we that? do that? Pile of bodies? Pile of pile heads. heads. Is, is the movie you're defending, Tim? Pile of bodies. <laughs> pile of heads. 
You're muted. Thank you. Look, Tim Christ. loves this movie Let's so not much. Him. Let's not tell him. Let's not tell him. God, you're muted, Tim. <laughs> Everything you're saying is muted. Drake's goon sends footage of the fight back to Drake, and Drake realizes that Eddie has achieved symbiosis. Uh, you can slack him. Uh, Eddie sees Venom refle- Venom's reflection in the window of a car, and they have a little tiff until a drone shows up, and Eddie <laughs> hops on a motorcycle to get away. So Therese launches more drones, and Tom Hardy's reaction to all of this is completely comical. He's like, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, what is that? And he does one of my things that I don't necessarily... I think I think one of the things that I found to be a problem on second watch of this movie is that <laughs> Eddie Brock doesn't necessarily do anything cool in these action scenes. It's all just Venom. And that's kind of disappointing, right? He doesn't really like... I, I guess the Venom power is the Venom power and it's the symbiosis and it's the relationship. But this scene just plays out largely of Venom just doing weird shit and then destroys all the drones. And then Eddie gets T-boned uh, by Triest, who's like... I, I hate this whole chase scene. Like, I, yeah. I just think it's really lazy. Yeah. I like the beginning of it. I like in the uh, apartment. I do think that stuff's good and fits the characters. But yeah, the chase scene is there's, boring and uninspired. And there's one part that I, I found very annoying on this rewatch that it's, it's, I don't know, middle towards the end, maybe even where they're on the motorcycle or whatever. And they're like, oh, no. And they like go through two close things and then off a ramp as if mm-hmm. like, oh, man, we can only do this because we're a motorcycle. And then the SUV behind them just like plows through it and comes right. down. Hey, they, like they, they, that's shot. the moment. Where Venom is like weak, man, and he shoots his arms out and flings it over. Yeah, but yeah, the motor, I, the, the car going the guys through behind is him just do the exact same thing. Like, why was this special to you, Venom? I hate the sort of overuse of drones, as if this do as if Riz Ahmed and his company are known for like drones being kind of their thing and way to attack and like release the drones and these drones are just dive bombing things and exploding like. I, it it makes it it's no so boring and uncool. Uh, this fucking scene is terrible, well, I mean, man. The pro- the problem they have with this movie is that who the fuck are you gonna get that's not a super powered alien symbiote to fight Venom? There's just nothing. He's bulletproof. He can't be hurt really. The only thing we know is that fire can hurt him at some point. But I mean, you, God forbid one of these things, one of these goons, bring a fucking flamethrower to this. It's just that's going to be boring for a very, very long time. Even when we see the SWAT team where it's like we had to figure out something, they started using flash grenades, but even those don't even hurt him that badly, and he ends up getting away fairly easily. I think also another problem is that, like, he has weaknesses that people figure out, and then if you were to implement a weapon that used it, even if you had a speaker that was playing the right frequency, you'd, like, it's debilitating. Like, it stops him immediately and forces him to get out of the, the, the human body, so... Like, it's just, at least with the world they set up, like, the Venom, right. it, it's just not, it's not great. Well, I mean, it could have been great if, if Rez Ahmed, who mentioned, by the way, that they had, like, one of the guys told him, he was like, these guys, they don't do very well with that frequency. It's like, you think you might put a speaker on one of the drones. Anyway, we can keep going. Just, the last thing I want to say about the drones is, that, Andy, it goes back to me about it, everything just feel, feeling sterile and kind of generic. It's like, the drones themselves are just as bad as, like, the super white walls of these labs and shit. It's just so uninspired, and, like, it's just, it feels like the generic sci-fi and, like, even the SWAT team of, like, cool, let's give them some goons to fight without right. any actual rhyme or reason yeah, yeah it really is like the the i don't know if, if maybe rizamit and his company were known for pushing robotics and that like that being his thing but to just kind of have like release the drones like wait what drones oh yeah. that's what they okay like there's no i don't know there's no not a whole lot of explanation and it really feels like they filmed everything and then at the end realized it didn't work and said fuck it throw in some drones like and and have it just kind of edited in there to have it make sense but 
it's really yeah totally uninspired and boring uh then venom gets t-bone but then he turns into full venom and he is gonna bite the head off of trees but then i think he throws him or something and then someone else no i think he bites <laughs> the head I think oh, does he, he bite his head off, head off? not of no, he bites the head off of someone guy. who I thought was a cop at first because immediately someone says, freeze, SFPD. And I was like, did he just kill a cop? But I think it's like the last bad guy. I think it's like I think it was the last bad guy, yeah. Uh, and then Venom jumps into the bay and swings over to Alcatraz or something and, and tells Eddie <laughs> what's going on. And he's like, my leg's not broken anymore. He's like, what the hell are you? He goes, I am Venom and you are mine. Listen carefully, Eddie. You did not we find us. We found you. We found you. We found you. Is what he said. <laughs> which we were waiting again, for you to come. Which means Riot would have made more sense to be the Venom finding him. More <laughs> way more sense. Way more sense. We found you. So okay. So what was the what was the what was the plan here? We knew right? that you were mad Remember? about Riz Ahmed. We knew. We knew you'd come over here. <laughs> but it, so it, like we we saw the ship. We went aboard the ship as like a red herring, right? Where we took Riot Carnage. Presumably one of the other ones that Tim will tell me right now. Who's the fourth, third one, maybe? Sleepy. I don't even fucking Sleepy. know. Wait, what did you say, Kevin? Isn't there a Shrieker with a blue one? Shriek, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. So we got Riot, the Venom, Shriek, one? and Carnage, right? Uh, a couple of them died, whatever. But the whole point of this plan, what was the point of this plan? They were like, okay, we're going to put a crack team, a, a first strike team for America together. We're going to put Riot, who's a leader type. We got America. Shriek, we got this. And then we got Venom, who is a self-proclaimed loser. loser. How did he make it onto this team? Why would you cast Venom? Andy's got an answer. I would. Oh, my gosh. Let's re-edit this. Let's find a way to refilm this. But at the very, very end when he's like, hey, Eddie, you know what? You know when I told you that I found you? Like, I didn't. It's just we found each other. I'm a loser. (laughs) Like, like, I am a loser. I just said something to try to sound cool. But I'm fucking I'm so stupid. (laughs) I would have loved that. anything anyway the whole point of it is this we're going to invade earth this is a first strike and i guess they knew we had other rockets that they could then take over and bring more other people here i'm not sure why a bunch of them just didn't jump on this thing but i guess they can't live in oxygen i don't know what their plan is here it's not very well thought out because they remember they die in oxygen and it's very hard to find a host very hard to find a but i i don't think it's as hard to find a host i think that they can host with someone they just have to eat people they have to yeah they can find like the perfect yeah if they want to go longer than that uh they say he's like we need, we found you we need Carlton's rocket I know everything about you you're a loser Eddie you gonna eat so anyone else he goes most likely that is why we're here cooperate and you might survive that is the deal uh, other Venom oh, oh excuse me Riot arrives in SF in the form of that creepy blonde girl I called him other Venom because I didn't know who it was thank you uh, and he gets a call from Dan Eddie's labs are worse than he thought the host. Uh, from Doctor Dora died so Eddie is, is Drake's last hope it turns out. Uh, they can't kill him until they find another suitable host. So that puts the ticking clock on them. Uh, Venom asks Eddie about Annie. He's like, she seems pretty cool. Eddie tries to give his old boss the picks from Life Foundation, but the security guard friend stops him. He goes, you want up? Why didn't you just say so? And then Venom just runs up the side of the building and pops into his boss's office. Uh, love the use of the, uh, it's the Transamerica building, right? That they're in in this one? Yeah. Yeah, love the use of that. Uh, then a plane flies overhead and Venom freaks out, leaving Eddie to fall to his death. Only I got us. Uh, he's like, I got us. Don't worry about it. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, Eddie leaves the picks for his boss on his phone, which would you unlock that thing? I don't know. Uh, maybe just email him to him. I don't know. That's a possibility. too. <laughs> right? So email. easy. So easy. <laughs> like you figure maybe you have your, I mean, I have Greg's number. Finally, after seven years, I could just text him these pictures. Like, look what I found when I broke into this thing. And again, another one of those instances where you're like, so you broke into someone's laboratory and you stole some pictures. You know, I can't print that, right? Like you did not achieve those legally. 
What a, I also appreciate, yeah, that he blows Prince. out all the top windows and then puts a note in a phone as if the next person in that room is going to be his boss. Yeah, you know what I mean? FBI. Not clearly uh, the, <laughs> the police, not even in the SWAT formation, just anybody to be like, what the fuck just happened right. at the top of the Transamerica pyramid? Wow. Uh, Greg, you know about journalism. If I acquire photos illegally and then I just anonymously give that to you, can you print that? Do I know that they're illegal when you give them to me that way? No. I haven't uh, said then, anything. I, and they're, they're newsworthy, mm-hmm. obviously. I would it's say. I mean, like, I am very rusty on my journalism. I did take a journalism law course. But if I didn't know they were obtained illegally and that's not specifically spelled out to me, I think they'd probably end up printing them, right? And then it would be uh, – Play ignorance, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly don't – I do not know the specifics anymore. I I go, know. I, you know what? I get back to you. I think my – what if I get secret CIA documents and then I give those to you? Well, now you're in the that might be covered under whistleblower. Like government law. secret stuff, you would know. Whistleblower, you know I mean? thank you. That might be whistleblower yeah. law, but yeah. I, it, it also you might also go to jail because again, you broke in and bit a bunch of people's heads off. Uh, Eddie wants to go down to That's in the elevator. And Venom's That's like, <laughs> Venom's like, you should jump off the thing, and Eddie's like, nope. And so they go down, and Venom calls him a pussy. I hate I hate seeing Nick's face and like just knowing that like oh he thought that was really funny and now yeah. he's trying to see if no, we think it's, it's funny. No, 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 no. Hold on. Is this not Venom? Like is this not the character of Venom? He would say that. Know. This is not out of character I, at all. This is this is what yeah. this character is. I I only I know really Venom know. from the uh, Spider-Man cartoon show growing up, and it, I don't remember it being. They like didn't this. say pussy on the Fox. I'm with Kevin on this. My only. But he was always a bully. Spider-Man cartoon. And he was super scary in that, and like, mm. yeah, and and then the Sam Raimi movie. So I don't really, I didn't read any of them. Kevin, anyway. I think I also think you're off base. Like Nick isn't saying that because he think it's funny. He's saying that line smiling because he wants, he knows that you're going to be mad about it. <laughs> I'm saying that line because Venom called Tom Hardy a pussy. <laughs> In the movie Venom. There you go. The Elements of Journalism by Bill Kovac and Tom Rosenstiel. Rosenstiel. Daniel Steele. Let us know what you find out, Greg. Yeah. Uh, they go downstairs and they they see a SWAT team and the SWAT team's like, we're going to pop smoke, mask, copy. And Venom's like, mask, copy. And forms into the Venom and just beats the hell out of this whole team. Uh, they try to flash grenade in, but it's to no avail. Then he bounces off the Raptors and then uh, he beats the shit out of the last guy. And I think... This looks a lot like the interior of one of the Rush Hour movies, but I can't quite put my finger on what it was. Uh, then he tries to eat one of the cops, and Eddie stops him, and he sees the whole thing go down, and Eddie begs for her help. He's like, She goes, hospital, right now. And he goes, okay. Uh, she wants to go to do another MRI, but Venom's like, no, you can't do an MRI, because just in case you don't know, 6,000 hertz is deadly to me. Anyone okay. can cook. Me? Anyone can cook. Literally fucking anyone can cook guys so is fire by the way and ice cream ice cream is deadly to me too uh greg miller kind of funny i am googling around to make sure i'm correct on this it's looking pretty good right now all right so i'm over here at uh splc.org i don't know what that is uh as the second issue it is generally legal for journalists to publish material that their sources have obtained illegally as long as the journalists themselves did not break the law there you go as long as the Journalists themselves did not break the law. Got yeah. it. Okay. What about the journalist that you hired to go and do the thing or used to work for you? Used to, but he's no longer a journalist for you. Okay. Now he's just a vagrant. What if someone kills somebody and gives you the money for the person they killed and you're like, hey, I didn't break the law. I just have the dead person's money. Pretty illegal still, right? 
Yeah, Kevin and I are starting to get into that. Andy, for I, think that that, so. I think that that might be legal in the sense that, like, if you don't know where the money came from, you're just receiving a it's gift mine, of mine. unknown origin. Tim, anyone can cook. Uh, anyone ben tells Eddie to apologize to her because he feels sad and might not get another chance to do so because they're probably being hunted down and killed. And then a drone starts following them. Uh, Drake gets a visit right. from the Children of the Corn, and the bad symbiote takes control of him, and he becomes Riot. Uh, Dan tells Eddie that Venom eating him from the inside uh, out because he's hungry. So he attacks Dan and Annie uses the MRI machine to detach them and trap uh, Venom in the MRI room. Not realizing, of course, that there's some massive air vents right above him that he can easily sleep out of. Uh, the symbiote escapes through those uh, when no one's looking. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Then it bonds. It's so that vibe. <laughs> I'm just uh -oh, like, oopsie doopsies. <laughs> and then it bonds with that lady's dog from Act 1. And I can't wait to see the hijinks they get up to next. Uh, Eddie gets a, a sleep dart to the chest and they take him over to Drake's while the dog tells Annie what's up by just looking at her. And she's like, all right, I guess that's where the symbiote is now. <laughs> to be it's fair, it has so little, it flashes its little symbiote eyes. But I would also probably, this is the most believable part of this movie because Anne, not a dumb character, right? She's like, an established lawyer, had the smarts to leave Eddie's dumb ass in the fucking lurch and then looks over and sees a dog just staring at her. She knows. Unattended. Me. And she's like, no, no. We're gonna, this is a leap of logic. It's okay. We're gonna, we're, I'm going to take this dog. It's hilarious. The dog is the funniest fucking thing ever. Uh, Drake interviews Eddie and immediately realizes that the symbiote is gone. Eddie calls him insane, and he tells Eddie, that hurts. Long journal entry about that tonight. And I laugh. Uh, Drake turns into Riot, but Eddie can't help him. He has no idea where Venom went, so he leaves him to, to, to mess with trees. There are millions more where they came from, but, that, but they got to get Venom back first. Uh, Treese marches Eddie out into the forest to kill him, but Annie shows up in the Venom God. suit and bites his head off. And then they just all of this out and transfer the symbiote back to Eddie so he can fight Riot. All this sequence reminds me of so many of the sequences in Twilight where it's like, no, 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 pretend this is nighttime. Like, I know we're filming this at 2.30, 4 p.m., but pretend this is nighttime. We're going to put, like, the we're craziest, darkest filter. Again. We really want you to think that this is nighttime, but this is the brightest fucking forest I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> they couldn't Spoiler. do enough to, to make it dark, you know? Oh, no. Spoilers. Do you remember at the end of Twilight when the, no, the vampire with the claret, like, the powers to show people, like, different futures and outcomes, like, puts huh? it all in all the bad guys' brains? Like, hey, if we fight, we're going to destroy each other and the bad guys. For the first time in this series that I've ever seen, I don't think I've seen one since. Go, you know what? We're gonna make the right choice, and everyone just becomes friends. And it's that the was fucking the best. Best, <laughs> best scene I've ever seen in a theater. Actually, a really good ending. What? I don't think they become friends. I think they just don't. Yeah, brawl. they definitely. You know they I mean? brawl later. I would imagine. Are you gonna <laughs> fucking tell me? You're gonna fucking tell me that you're a vampire in the Twilight universe after this, and you're at a Starbucks, and a werewolf comes in, and you've got a seat? You're not going to offer that person a seat after this Come amazing Come No, the bad vampires that show up at the end of the Twilight, and like one of them's from Frost Nixon, and he he, he gets the vision. He understands they're going to, it'll just be mutual. Lob his head off. But he's not like, we're now chill werewolf guys, and hot, does this. The bad guys bounce, and then the whole fucking uh, Edward Cullen family, they're chill. They're chill with the werewolf. First That's off, the chill group. I believe his name is Michael Sheen, and he played Tony Blair in The Queen. And I love him. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm also bringing this conversation for a while, right? Yeah, was I, he really? Good for if him. not still. Andy, you also didn't watch Twilight, right? No, Kevin. All, and no, also I the Twilight it. vampire that puts the no, ideas and stuff in their head. Fucking weird shit, green. you know what I mean? I remember Taylor Swift wrote that song about her, all right? I thought, oh, it is actually Grant. For some reason, I thought it was what's it was. Wasn't uh, one of the sisters in it? The, the childhood actor that was in uh, that one movie. Olsen. 
No, no, no. The one Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning's in it too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. one of the bad vampires. Yeah, she's one of the ones who shows up and is like super tortured. She's not going Tim, to Starbucks. Tim, yeah. clear yeah. brain yeah. right now. Which would you yeah. rather have happen? A, we watch the Twilight series again. B, we watch Hunger Games series. C, I just get back to the plot. <laughs> I'm with Twilight, baby. We <laughs> <laughs> Twilighted review. They sparkle when it's sunny. Doctor Emerson, Bella Chico, where you been? <laughs> uh, Venom tells Eddie that he's a loser too. He's like, listen, Eddie, I'm a loser too. And guess what? I, you remember five minutes ago, and I was like, we're gonna invade your Earth, and I was dead set on that. I've changed my mind. There's actually some pretty cool things about this planet that I really like. And you have changed my mind. Maybe we should stick together because losers gotta stick together. We're gonna go stop riot. And then. Resume, uh, Dr. Drake is like, hey, let's launch this rocket. And Dr. Emerson's like, well, who's going to, we got to have a pilot for this thing. And then, and then Drake's like, I'll pilot it. And he goes, he gives a look like this. What? <laughs> Do you remember that look? Yeah. Dude, like this is the thing, like the plot of this movie, like I know we just spent fucking two hours doing it, but like you can sum it up so quickly because nothing happens no. in this fucking no, film. And like, happens. there's like, yeah, then know, there's I a mean, rocket. <laughs> a rocket that launches off the coast. Of San Francisco. It's off the coast. It's like by Stenson Beach. I'm like, I don't know a lot about the law. And I don't know a lot about science. But Kevin, are you allowed to have a rocket site? An, an interdimensional? No, not interdimensional. But <laughs> a rocket that goes to space. Can that launch that close to a major metropolitan city? Uh, I mean, Cape Cod, like, isn't... Cape Cod pretty close? I, I don't know how close it is. I, I, but, like, it's in an actual area, right? I, I think you can. I think you can. I think you no, had, got a lot of permission. Are you Cape Canaveral? Cape Cod? Yeah, you're right. Cape, Cape Cod. Cod. They're fucking yeah, right, right. They're good fishing. lobsters. Yeah, good for, fucking... good for lobster. Kennedys are killing right, people. Right. They're, they're yeah, not watching Canaveral. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, Kevin, I was on your side. Until Greg mentioned it, I was like, we're perfectly aligned right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. Going back to your The main thing is... Nick, to think about it, remember, of course, is that you're living in a universe where there's this super smart scientist guy. He's perfected space travel. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, he, there, there's less of uh, thrust and shit and ozone when he does it. He's got mm -hmm. it fixed. A lot of fire. Comics. Remember comics? It's comics. Makes sense. Uh, again, a silly question. I didn't actually care that it was right there. I actually thought it was kind of cool. Eddie makes, he's like, I changed my mind. Dr. Emerson's like, we got to scrub this lunch. And Riot's like, nah. Instead, I'm going to turn my hands into axe and fucking cut your head off. And then I'm going <laughs> to kill everyone in this fucking room. It's right? the third act. We got to yeah. fight. Okay, I'm going to kill everyone. Uh, Eddie sees Riot and asks Venom. He's like, can you take that guy? And Venom says, says he's got shit you've never seen before. And Eddie's like, technically, before yesterday, I have never seen any of this shit before. So there is that. Then Venom and Riot fight. And it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of everything. I'm a little entertained. I'm also very confused because I can't tell who's who. And then just at one point, together. the filmmaker is like, you know, it'd be awesome if they all just became one thing. Yep. It's indiscernible between the heads. And, and, yeah, and the heads come out. Um, of course, uh, at this point, they have left Anne back in the forest, but she catches up to Missing Control. Uh, he's like, hey, she's pretty good at dealing with bad things. And, and Venom's like, yeah, but she's going to get eaten alive by Riot. So I'll leave her back there. But she's like, I'm going to help you guys out. And over the loudspeaker, what do we get? Finally, the payoff everyone has been wanting from this 6,000 hertz over the loudspeaker. How she figured out how to do this? Beyond me. But I guess it worked out pretty okay. Uh, Drake and Eddie fight in their human states, and Eddie Superman punches him off the launch pad, uh, but Riot catches him and then stabs Eddie through the heart, leaving a little bit of him behind just to let him know, you know? You know what they say, Kev? They always say, if you're going to stab someone in the leg, twist it, leave it in there. Leaves the artery open. 
face off mm. face leaves, leaves that's oh. where that's from that is from face I, it, to me to nick it was either face off or con air same movie great great films. Oh, very close very similar. <laughs> great, great films, great films. <laughs> uh let's see any wise it is but venom finds him and rebond rebonds with him uh so but so he can save eddie uh yep and that immediately happens. Eddie comes back to life. He's like, oh, great. No need for suspense here, guys. We know Eddie's not dying because we've already seen the trailer for Venom 2. Venom grabs Riot's <laughs> little javelin and uses it to rip a hole in the rocket as it takes off. And he's like, oh, no, you were the, you were the fucking loser. He's like, well, now who's the fucking loser, Riot? Ha, ha, ha. And then the thing explodes and Riot does a little canopy, but it, but like a little parachute. And he protects Eddie. But the Venom flames, Venom. Tim, the flames from the side Ooh. of my head. Uh, they 6,000 hertz and fire. 6,000 hertz and fire and ice cream. Don't forget ice cream. I put that one in there. Just hoping one day he gets hit by a drumstick and he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know it was that, too. <laughs> Vanilla ice cream. It was my favorite. Uh, let's see. Eddie and Venom fall to the ground. Venom sacrifices himself to save Eddie and burns up in the process. Then we cut over to somewhere close to uh, you know, the financial district and Annie and Eddie are having a cup of coffee together. Anne has decided to join the district attorney's office and Eddie's going to go back to the written word and he's got a very big interview lined up for his first print article. Who is it with? Someone we probably set up in the first or second act. Nah, it's just Woody Harrelson. Eddie wants to talk. Just about good that. old Woody. Yeah. Eddie wants to talk about that kiss and Anne tells him that it felt great, right? And he's like, it did. She goes, no, no, I mean the power, the power of having the Venom suit. And he's like, and then Eddie, he goes, Eddie, we're not going to tell Dan about this, right? And then, and then Venom goes, no, she has no idea we're back together, or we're going to get her back, right? And then we're like, oh, my God, Venom's alive. That's so exciting. Uh, he's not dead after all. And then uh, you're like, how's he going to keep that secret? Because eventually someone's going to be like this. That shit's still around. And she's going to like, you lied to me again? Um, <laughs> then we see Stan Lee. And he says, don't get, give up on her, either of you. And it's, I miss Stanley. And then Eddie tells Venom they have to have ground rules if he's going to stick around. He can only eat bad people. And Venom is starting to get hungry, and Eddie knows just the place. So they head over to Mrs. Chen's market for some tater tots and chocolate. And a gangster uh, from earlier comes in for protection money again. And at first, Venom's like, I'm just going to threaten him. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to threaten him. He goes, what the hell are you? He goes, we are Venom. Yeah. But on second thought, and then Venom eats the bad guy right in front of Mrs. Chen. Poor who right in front of has us. seen some shit in her life. Because she doesn't really get phased by this. She just says, Eddie, what was that? And Eddie says, oh, I have I a parasite. Case and of the Mondays, you know. Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom. But wait. We have to go over to San Quentin where we get that amazingly bang-up scene where he says, welcome, Eddie. And his blood's out. And it's Woody from Cheers. And when we get, he goes, when I get out of here, I, and I will, there's going to be carnage. And it's like, how did he you just looks in the camera. Yeah. And then, but it makes sense though because he was in those two, the two other movies that Greg couldn't remember now. That kind of Zombieland, and uh, yeah, thank kind of you, those are the ones. Yeah. Oh, and then we get uh, if you scroll, stay at the very end, we get a cool uh, little snippet from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I'm like, oh, I should go back and watch that movie. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, because yeah, because you can't forget Nick that this, of course, is Sony Spider-Man Universe, formerly known as the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. So any chance they get, they gotta promote and they gotta gotta Start do it all. That money. Andy, can you hit me with that haiku and review, please? Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form. Andrew Feisner says, Annie moves on quick. Oh, look, Dan's not a dick. Eddie is just sick. Hungry symbiote. Or wait. Is it symbiote? <laughs> I've heard it both ways. 
<laughs> Mike L in the chat says, don't want a king shame, but this film makes me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> and uh, Grant Burton says, he eats lobster. He's a bit of a monster. But where's the spider? Where is the spider? It's an excellent question. Maybe we'll see them one day together. Maybe not. Either way, who really cares? Uh, Ragu Bagu time. Do, 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 do. Ragu. Ragu. Do, 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 do. Bagu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the Spider-Man villains of the Spider-Man in review universe. That's about right. That's what we well, call it, right? We're not re-ranking, though. Yeah, we don't yeah, re-rank, we're not re-rank it, it. So you just read it to us, right? And we and then just see if, if we still stand by it. Uh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <sighs> Stalling for time. Stalling for time <laughs> as he looks through the many volumes of the storied Ragu Bagu universe. Remember, there it is. There um, it is. Sorry, I'm here. Hold on, hold on. That's that guy. That's that show. That's this thing. That's that Nick. Uh, God. And then we put him. Where did we put him? Where the Spider Man? Um, Where the Spider Man? Put him. Um, not do this part. Do we do we put him? Put him. Put him. Do we do we put him into another list? Oh, here it is. Oh, sorry, sorry. This was Ragu Bagu <laughs> Volume Two. Uh, <laughs> currently, the Ragu Bagu list at Volume Two is number one: Kingpin Eat Al. Number two: Dot Con. Number three: Lizzie. Number four: Norman Gosborn. Number five: Electro slash Gonbi. Number six: Evil Elon Musk slash Riot. And number seven: Venom slash New Goblin slash Sandman. So that means that before we had ranked the Evil Elon Musk and Riot symbiote at number six on the Spider-Man Ragu Bagu list. I buy it just because three yeah. was such a mess with so many villains and none of them were interesting. I guess Sandman was like kind of endearing in certain ways, but yeah, I fuck with that that placement. Definitely not as good as the other ones named. Anyone else have thoughts? I'm with. I didn't hear it, but I'm with Tim on this. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It really takes a strong man to go out on the cliff there and just do that. You know? <laughs> uh, and then for the rankings, we ranked them as fo- as follows: number one, The Amazing Spider-Man two. Number two, The Amazing Spider-Man. Number three, Spider-Man 2. Number four, Venom. Number five, Spider-Man. And number six, Spider-Man 3. This is undeniably our most contentious list of yeah. all time. And the internet hates us for it. I fucking love it. Fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, Venom <laughs> should definitely go below those. We fucked up, man. We yeah. fucked well, below, when you say below those, you think it goes below Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3? I think below Spider-Man 1, not necessarily 3. I, I I could see it going below three, and I would be shocked if I didn't make that argument back when we watched it originally. I know earlier today you guys gave me shit saying that I ranked it higher. No, you guys fucking ranked it higher. This movie's dog water. Spider-Man 3 is also really bad. But I mean, I was the only one ever saying, like in the Raimi movies, not Spider-Man 3, terrible movie. So I assure you, I always voted this above Spider-Man original. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that Greg. No, below, below. Sorry, you watching it. Yeah, Greg, was, was Greg was fighting for all the Raimi movies. Kevin, if I remember correctly, you were even saying it was better than Amazing Spider-Man One, and you were just like, "I'm not ranking it this high" because you were so mad. <laughs> well, I mean, the I'm real interested. thing is those movies are so bad. Like all well, they, these movies are bad. What a that's bad my thing. Time. Is I'm interested in rewatching uh, some of those, and seeing how how I feel about it in in more modern times with different lenses of of what those movies are and can be. Because yeah, Venom. Venom is rough uh, as a movie that is contemporary to the MCU things around it, both shows and movies and otherwise. Um, Look, I'm big enough to admit that I was wrong, okay? What do you want I'm in so review ha- viewers, I, honestly, listeners? So what do you, you want? 
<laughs> this this is what we want. This is this. Uh, some of us feel vindicated right now. This is a good moment for some of us. I'm not going to say names, but some of us feel like yeah, righteous. Why was Finding Dory so high? Jesus Christ. Wally could have been number one. I can't wait for these guys to grow up, rewatch Wally, and be like, we were wrong. <laughs> Greg, up. you're going to fucking tell me right now yeah. that a vampire goes out in broad daylight and he sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make me laugh too. Man. Stop. Dude, it was you're a too. nice twist on it. You know what I mean? It was a nice twist on what we assume for vampires, right? Not only did they, they, and they also go to high school forever. I'm changing my vote then. I think I'd rather be a vampire than a werewolf. Let us know in the comments below if you would rather be a vampire or a werewolf and what you thought about Venom 2018 and how excited you are or are not for Venom Let There Be Carnage. Like I said, we will be doing the interview for that movie later this week on Friday. Um, I personally don't think that there's a chance that it's worse than this one. What do you guys think? I think it'll be worse than this one. Really? Mm. I think it'll be better. inspire confidence in me of it being better than this. Yeah. I I think think it'll be I think it'll be better. Yes, I think we'll we will put it over a couple of the Andrew Garfield movies. That's how confident yeah. I am going into wow. this. Wow, wow, yeah. Andy, maybe we should that Hurley, list together. Andy, number one and two. <laughs> it's a different time. It was pre-COVID. COVID changed everything. You fucked Ramey over. Pure goddamn chaos. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for swinging by. Hey.